as indie artists, one mm-hmm. thing that we got to get out of our head is um, that we have the same kind of rollouts as as major artists where yeah. they have this, oh, first week sales, second week sales, and, and you know, they're going to go platinum in this point or they're major not. Major artists don't have that. They, <laughs> you look at the numbers. Major artists don't right. have that. Like vegan, avoid the beefing. Hatred, devoid of reason. Tune on the mount, I run my routes and just ignore the defense. Heathen, but morals decent. Peasant with royal features. Never stray from the script. I stick as if my soul adhesive. Intelligence does heaven sense, but I can show you demons. My views increase and they watching hopes to explore the weakness. I keep my mind on my kingdom, although I know they reaching. If I decided it's time to eat, you get tore to pieces. I got my reason for not believing in your allegiance. Then moral swap for a dollar chop, I'm the quarter pieces. Head on a swivel, I never claim to know everything. Cause life is always testing, so I'm betting it has more to teach us. Mike was like right here. So like this is how... Pause, big pause, but this is probably how chicks feel whenever uh, you just put that motherfucker in their faces like you trying to man, you're giving yourself a lot of credit. <laughs> I, I didn't say it was life size, you know me. I was just saying the the, the direction, the view, the the view, um, the viewpoint, the vantage point of having it right here, yo. What's good, people? Once again, this is another episode of the Humble Loser Podcast. I am one of your hosts, BB Hendricks. Jay Thurston. How's everybody doing yeah. today? Yeah, what's, what's what's new with you, man? Not much, man. Just, you know, got got the a little taken off the top. Yeah, you over here faded. Yeah. X-rated. <laughs> faded, X-rated. <laughs> yeah, for sure. With the conversation. With we the, talk, conversation, what we the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> off uh, mic conversation. Uh, one day we're going to do a Patreon and just put that the, shit there. Ooh. NSFW. Yeah, yeah. One day. One day we'll do that. Once we get enough subscribers, we'll, we'll do some shit like that. You know, my Patreon, if you like to support further. You know, not even support, but just like have it behind a paywall yeah. so we can yeah. talk about the shit that we be talking about. Unlock the secrets. Without the fear of being being judged. Being and monetized. Oh, and monetized. <laughs> yeah, the money part would definitely be good. Definitely nothing wrong with getting to the money. But uh, yeah, what do you have for us? Uh, shoot, man, I'm just I just been uh, you know, just living. I uh, got the the new project out. Me and Joy Riser, uh, we are not them. Yes, put that big up there. Boom. Yep. Boom. Yep. Definitely, it will be. Link will be in the description. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely a good ass project. I would like to congratulate you guys on that. Thank you. Thank that you. was a good project. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. And just uh, just moving forward with that. Yeah, you know, everything else, so. Would you say you have an ego in music? Hell yeah. Like, just to come out with a project that good, do you feel like, was it well-received? Was it not received the way you wanted to receive? Did did you have, like, expectations on on the outcome? Because you know the music was good. Oh, yeah. Like, especially with the production and and the features and all that, and the time that you took to put it out. But do you feel like the people appreciate it? The way that you wanted them to super important thing because it's something as you said is yeah. it, it highlights to me because the people appreciate it as indie artists one mm-hmm. thing that we got to get out of our head is um that we have the same kind of rollouts as as major artists where yeah. they have this oh first week sales second week sales and and you know they're gonna Shit. go platinum in this point or they're major not. artists don't have that. They, <laughs> look at the numbers major artists don't right. have that shit no more <laughs> right a lot of them um <laughs> and for indie artists like it's still being 
received yeah it's still being either appreciated or not appreciated mm-hmm. it's like there's no telling you know until you're really up there and on a lot of these people they 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 blow up off of you know music or they get on off of music that's years old you know like it's yeah. like i have a i i for sure have an ego in music though i feel like you know i i feel like personally i feel like i'm the best in this, in the Bay Area, making music—that's how your I feel. Sh- talk your shit about. Talk like, your shit. I feel like I bring an artistry that is not—it's not happening here. And yeah, it's and I consistently do it, and I feel like, um, like I mean, I I genuinely believe that. Um, yeah, like no one's no one's no one's doing what I'm doing. Uh, no, and that's like me me and Joe Rez. That's like no one's doing what he's doing, and that's yeah. why our whole thing was we are not them it's just, no one's doing that and we're open doing invitation it. to to mr joy riser man over here at oh, the yeah. humble loser oh, podcast yeah. he will be here when, whenever hey, we we're gonna have i love extended open invitations to people i want to come and sit down with us and like, the world needs to yeah. be further introduced to him he's he's he is a one of one so uh yeah like i definitely have a i have a huge ego and i feel it's deserved i got a catalog to back it up and um like I, I'm extremely patient. Mm-hmm. Like if I wasn't patient, I would stop making music a long time ago. Yeah. You know, I, I stop releasing music. Music's always going to be a piece of me. I'm always going to make it, but I would stop, you know, funding and releasing music a long time ago. I just yeah. know, I know what I have is it's, it's real and it's solid and it's, you know, it's recognized by whoever delves into it. So yeah. it's just about getting the people to delve into it. So yeah, I for sure though. Like I, I'm not disappointed or like ecstatic about. I'm appreciative of all the support that I've gotten. I yeah. know that what I make is is top of the line quality. It can it it should be doing like crazy numbers. But then I also understand where I'm at, where it's like that's not the reality right now yet, but it will be. You know, like so. You know, I'm not I'm not disappointed, and I'm not like. I'm not like, I still want more. I'm not content. That's the word I'm looking for. Yep. I'm not content. I'm appreciative. I'm happy. I'm not content. But I'm not, I'm far from, like, disappointed. I, I, it's I've gotten a lot of positive review. Yeah. And I've even, you know, acquired new followers and new, you know, just from the release. So um, it's for sure a success. And it continues to be a success. And it will further along be a success. So. Yeah, perfect, perfect answer. The other part I was going to get into was humbleness. Because I feel like whenever people look at this podcast, you're the the humble part of it. <laughs> I came up with, I mean, we both came up with the name. Yeah. But uh, I feel like you're the person, like your personality always like puts off humble. Yeah. Even though you're, you're massively talented and um, you have the work to back it up. I feel like you're just, oh, you know what? That that's good. Like even <laughs> yeah. his voice, even, <laughs> even his voice, like, oh yeah, that was nothing. Yeah, yeah. And, and and but everybody else would be hyping them up, like, oh no, that was dope. That was a, you know, like even whenever I hit you up and I that wrote that long yeah. ass text message, yeah, like, yeah. hey bro, this is Very this heart, is good. Heartwarming. This is a good ass project. Blah, 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 blah. Like. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I feel it. You know, just one day at a time. Some <laughs> some deep shit that you like to put out. <laughs> some deep shit you'll put out. Yeah, yeah. You know, one day the universe will come back around. 
and and it'll be my time. You know, just wait on it. It's like spiritual. And brother. I'm like, no, tell these, let these niggas know. Yeah, no, let these no, fuck that shit, fuck that humble shit. Yeah, let these motherfuckers know, like that you that nigga. But I I I get it. But I, I, here's the thing, though. You're right. Here's the thing. <laughs> like I'm 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 only more recently coming into yeah understanding like the difference between like. There's this line, uh, uh, Ace Hood and Come yeah. On, We Ball. Like he's where he's like, I, I got a humble vibe, but I'm him. Yeah. And it's like, yes, that's honestly what one thing that I'm starting to understand. It's like, yeah, I'm him. Like, I mm-hmm. am that. I'm all these things. This, this isn't like, there's there's nothing um, fabricated about any of this. So it's just like, I'm more so coming into that idea, or not idea of that knowing where it's like, yeah, yeah, talk your shit. Like, yeah. I, I'll talk my shit, like, because I really believe, and I have believed in this for a long time. Yeah. It's just, you know, like, oh, I don't step on toes or, like, my natural politeness or yeah. my natural, you know, like, yeah. it, it kind of, it, it gets in the way of that. And it's like, you, in a sense, you're, like, overthinking it. People need to understand yeah. that you really fuck with what you do yeah. and, and understand why. And then, like, that makes them say, oh, shit. Maybe I should, you know. And I'm like, fuck that professional toe stepper. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I definitely can learn a little humbleness. But I feel like whenever you have spent the time like you have mm-hmm. cultivating your skills, you, you've been in the lab writing and you've been spent hours upon hours, years, you know, cultivating your style, cultivating your craft. You deserve to come out and be like, I'm that nigga. Yeah. I'm doing this shit. Exactly. I'm the one. I'm talented. I'm this. I you you've earned the right to 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 seem braggadocious. Yeah. And yeah. that's where I, I kind of with the where the humble statement kind of gets murked up for me because I feel like humble is like humble's like this thing where people want you to downplay your skills, your talent, your life yeah. to make everybody feel calm. And I'm like, no, yeah. fuck that. Fuck, fuck that. If I'm the one who's done, who's done putting the work and I didn't did, uh, you know, and I've displayed my talent at a high level and people are co-signing it. I know I'm that. They know I'm that. Then fuck that. Why do I need to be like, oh yeah, this is cool. This is good. Yeah, yeah. No, Downplay myself to make that. other people comfortable. No, yeah. Then that's, uh, and I, I think that's in like, I mean, not speaking of you, but just speaking in general, artists. when people use the hump, yeah, yeah, artists, when people use the humble term, it's like, it, I think of the Kendrick Lamar line, I can't play humble because you're insecure. Yeah. Or, you know, be humble just to down to make y'all feel comfortable. Yeah. No, I'm doing this. Yeah, exactly. And I have the proof in my product to show that exactly. I'm doing this. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, that's, that's, how I, that's how I look at it. I like, think that a lot of us could learn a lot from that. Like, yeah, just pushing, like, yeah, like you've earned the right to, because humble doesn't, doesn't have to be, humble doesn't have to be, uh, uh, so extreme like yeah humble be humble that you're not a better person yeah than another person you're not a better human being yeah. than you know other you're not some you know god amongst men but yeah that's that's whenever you get into being egotistical being egotistical or arrogant like those and don't are, trip i looked up the definition before you started talking about this, <laughs> <laughs> this is fact check uh <laughs> yeah that's being egotistical when you're now thinking that your person is now better than everything. Then exactly. Yeah. And it's like, no, that but in this in this regard, 
in it, you step into the music arena, into the rapping arena, I'm I'm telling you that I am better than you. Like yeah. that's in that arena. That's and that's because I worked at it and I, that I really I really believe in it. I'm not doing it just as a hobby or as a you know like it's yeah. there's reasons. So yeah, it's a. Uh, it's it's important to discern humble from arrogance and like and and just dial back the humble a bit. Yeah, dial back. You know, like yeah, talk your shit. Talk your shit. Big big shouts out to you and Joy Riser coming up with Thank a you. dope project. Check out We Are Not Them by by my co-host and uh, Joy Riser. Joy Riser, a- amazing production. Yep. So um, yeah, yeah, check that out. Uh, what you got for us? Uh, I want to talk about something that's, uh, I don't know, I've heard a bit about it in the recent mm-hmm. uh, recent days, recent weeks, is uh, R&B. Uh-oh. R&B um, as a genre. Uh, there's, this, there's this idea that R&B is a dead genre. Mm-hmm. It's just not producing anything anymore it's become niche it's um you know it not to say that there are no r&b artists anymore and there's not any r&b music being made but it's just not it's not reaching the masses or moving the masses anymore like once upon a time you know i hate to go back all the way like jodeci and stuff it's been classic stuff like but you know like 112 and jagged edge and you know like all the there was a point when these these guys they were in in women these men and women were running the radio running the you know mm-hmm. the, all the platforms um that was the that was the more you know the more lucrative genre in the urban genres was like R&B and now it's i think i mean not to cut you off but when people say is R and B dead, they gotta think of this question: Is R and B dead, or is rap just becoming more dominant on the airways? Very true, very true, and yeah, because because rap is still it's still the number one yeah. genre. It's still making the most money, and also the definition of rap has expanded mm-hmm. to include R and B R and B elements. Yeah. So one thing about R and B is like you gotta look at it as like maybe the most pillaged of all of the genres mm-hmm. because it's getting it from both ends not only is hip-hop siphoning a lot of the elements where you gotta ha- like now you just gotta be able to like basically like decently hold a note yeah and you can really you know add an r&b element to your hip-hop genre classification um because like trippy red is a my god, a I was hip- just about to say why why are we Tri- like super twins? Because <laughs> <laughs> trippy red is considered a rapper, but I and I like trippy. I like trippy. He red makes too. good music. Yeah. Um, but he his genre is is it's not. It's got hints of R and B. It's got hints of uh of of alternative. It's got hint, it's like he's he can rap. Yeah, but he's not just a rapper, and so like um. R&B's getting it from that end. And then on the other end, the pop end. Yeah. R&B has had, like, some of its strong elements siphoned into pop. Yeah. The strong vocal leads and all of those things that weren't always a piece of what pop music generally is. That's now, you know, like, 
you say R and B is dead, but then like Ari Ariana Grande, she's that's she that's, sings R and B yeah. music. That's R and B music. Uh, Justin Bieber, that's R and B music. Yeah, this is this stuff is <laughs> topping the charts. It's only popular music because they're white. I, there you go. <laughs> so that's what that's kind of where I wanted to go with yeah, this. It's like, <laughs> how much does your nationality play into it? Because it's like. As a black singer, yeah, it, it it's it's like you're automatically gonna get put. You're gonna have that R and B label put on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your R and B or your neo soul or your you know like they they throw that label on you, and those are the less lucrative genres. But if you were singing the same music, but you were of a different <laughs> nationality, I was just thinking in my head. Who is a black pop artist? What black pop? I mean, what who's a black who, pop artist who sings? Right. Other than maybe Beyonce, but they still classify R and B. I still think I still think they classify <laughs> that as R and B. Yeah. I might. I mean, especially with this latest one, it might have it might have been classified as as pop. Um, but you know, like it's just when you think, I let's let's be a hundred percent honest. When you think R and B, you think white. But you think of. Of black music. I mean, oh, well, you think R and B. I thought you said pop. I was thinking pop. In my yeah, head. when you think yeah. pop, you think white, white music <laughs> or or yeah. non, you know, non black artists. Like that's and that's kind of like it's like a uh, it's like you're kind of being you've been gifted a genre that is like doomed to underperform. Yeah, because you can come out making that same kind of music is just gonna jam you into the R and B category, and then it's like. You know, no one's checking for R&B under the genre of R&B. They want to hear R&B under the genre of pop or under the genre of, of rap. rap. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you can see it to me <clears throat> to say R&B is dead. is kind of a stretch because it depends on what type of R&B you're looking for. If you're looking for like some of the more classical stuff, then it, it's out there still. You're just going to have to look look for it. It's not going to be as dominant as it was back in the days that you were talking about yeah. of, the, of the Jodeci, <laughs> of the Jagged Edge, because, <laughs> because those type of elements are now missing from the music. They're, right. They're not, they're not looking for they the, ooh, the yeah, no they're not more. looking for the, for the, for the, the, the bridge. Yeah. They're not looking for yeah. the, the talking or apologizing on yeah. the record anymore. Baby. Yeah. I, know I messed up. Now you have R and B singers that are rapping, yeah. or they are, they're they're singing over trap beats, or they're singing over popular rap beats. And then, of course, we've been had this. Now you have rap singers who are now singing, yeah. you know, halfway through their um halfway through their songs, or they're repeating the same lyrics like a Trippy Red. Like yeah. Trippy Red, literally one of my favorite songs from him is everything boss. Yeah. Uh, and and he's literally keeps singing same the, the same, same eight but it bars. Just works. It works. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> one of my favorite songs. <laughs> Guilty pleasure, man. Uh, uh no, he's dope. He's dope. Um that's funny. Like it's funny that it's funny that R and B has kinda in a sense become like this little slice of Kwanzaa. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You can have that. Yeah, really. Like, damn, you, you almost don't. I mean, you'd be appreciative of as but, an artist. But when it's good, it's good. Uh, yes. Whenever you find some good R&B, like new R&B music. There's a lot of it. I, R&B music, 
now is almost like what underground hip hop or mixtape hip hop yeah. was back in the day. Yeah, it's like oh, I found this like niche you gotta thing that was hasn't it. hasn't popped. You know that hasn't popped that hasn't been tainted by you popular bloodsuckers, yeah. and um and now I have it and I can just listen to it and enjoy it. Like man, I I kind of like that people. I mean, everybody knows who Giveon is, but um, who's another person that I like? Lucky Day. Lucky Day. Um, well, Lucky Day's, t- he, I mean, old Lucky Day, not this new one. <laughs> I mean, I, I have nothing against Candy Coated Drip, yeah. his newest project. I actually liked it, but it's like. It was a little, it was different. Painted was, was better. Yeah. yeah and you yeah. can, you can see the transition. Um, who can I think of, sir? Um. It's other artists that I'm trying to think of. Uh, Davion Ferris. Nobody yeah. knows of him. Yeah. But he has like this good ass song yeah. that I'll play over and over again. And it's called Bad Guy. And it's like they are there's still there's people that are still getting it when it comes to R and B. Yeah. And they'll and they're still kind of like classical R and B or traditional R and B ish, but they have like a new school vibe to it. And um it's almost like that. Did like that digging through the crates feeling that yeah. you used to get whenever you were trying to look for like hip hop, and um, I got a question. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if we can sit here and we can acknowledge that there's a general like we 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 connect just in our minds we connect R and B with like a black sound. Yeah, we connect pop with a non-black sound. Um, are we? Oh my God! Did I did I lose the question? Oh man, I lost. I the thought question. you. I was like, he has a good no, one. No, I had. I have a good, a good one. one. I'm. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Come back to it. Come back yeah. to it. Come back to it. The thing about this new R and B, I feel like we don't really. We I don't really look at it and be like, okay, it's a white thing. It's a black thing. Like the R and B that I like is almost neo soulish. Like oh. like when you think of like the like Solange and. Um, right. And, and so isn't that, is that a curse then? Um, because like as, as black people and I like, yeah, let's just take it here as black people, certain things are expected of us. Yeah. Um, just certain things are just kind of looked at as like, for instance, you work on your body, you're, you work Day and night. Yeah. Like, I I see you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would look at your results and say they're less impressive because you're black. And this is just something. Oh, kind yeah, of, yeah. So, <laughs> so singing, singing is yeah. one of those things where it's like, guess what? Just because I'm black, I didn't grow up in the church singing in the choir. Yeah. Like, I can't. I don't just have natural vocal ability or something. But if I'm a good singer, I can't be a unicorn like if another nationality oh. is a good singer in yeah. the same regard. Yeah. They can be a unicorn. Yeah. Charlie who, who, Puth or who or, is this white dude that I, I'm and I'm I'm shameful that I like him. Damn. Keep talking while I'm looking but up. But like like an artist like a, you know, like a and say like a Justin Timberlake, and I love Justin Timberlake, or a Robin Thicke, or a Sam Smith, or a, you know. Bro, like there's this that dude that he sings. Um, uh, dang, what is his name? Dang, this white this white dude can sing. 
but 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 think about what you're saying though. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, yeah. and that's how people see it. Yeah, they're yeah. like, oh shit, that 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 white boy can sing or that so and so. Bro, like good, good. Yeah, and it it makes it. But if you were, if it was a black person singing that, Bobby same, Caldwell. That's the mean one I always think of. I thought that man was a black man until I was damn near thirty. I I did not know that that was not a black man singing that song. So it's like, um, are you kind of Alan Stone? Probably the most whitest looking mm. white man ever. And got vocals, bruh, be blowing. But that's, he be blowing, and that but that that adds to I the allure. I be playing his shit while I'm cleaning up on Sunday. I I was like, I, I, my black card, take it. Right, this well, white man. No, nah, that's. <laughs> But that's the thing. Talent, talent is talent, and it should be viewed as such. Yeah, but yeah, it's just yeah. weird that it's weird that I'm slapping him in the were, car on the way home. <laughs> I felt if, blowing. If he was a black man, not to say he wouldn't have any success because he's massively yeah. talented. But it, he wouldn't have that unicorn effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where people are like, "Oh my god!" It's like when a black when a white person is really good at basketball. Oh my God, he's the you know like how they mm-hmm. want to make Luca the face of the NBA. It's like, oh my God, this is a not black person, and, and they get a- the benefit from both sides because whenever they can't sing as well, like a Fergie or some right. shit, we're like, oh that motherfucker can sing in the first place. Right. We don't care. Like we wasn't we wasn't caring. They were you, you know they're both, white. They're, you get yeah. to play both <laughs> sides of the fence. Yeah, it's like, like oh they were they're white. It's like this juxtaposition yeah. as a black artist where you get like. This is what you are. This is what you should, you know, yeah. you should be able to do these things. So when you are displaying these things, when you display athleticism, yeah. when you display, you know, uh, strength or, or vocal talent or like any of those things, it's like, you know, as you should. But that's not the case. If, you know, if as a like all black people can't rap. When I first started rapping, I couldn't rap. I wasn't just good at rapping. It took a whole lot of studying and and practicing and trial and error, fucking up and making shitty music, making like decent music and yeah. getting critiqued heavy about it and and having to go back to the drawing board and like all it took all the things, discovering self and all those things to get to that point. And it's just like, yeah, it's almost like you can't win for losing as a black artist almost like because even in hip hop, even in hip hop or in 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 rap, um, it also exists. Yeah. As a black rapper, you cannot like it is very difficult to be viewed as a unicorn like that. You have to be like a Kendrick. Mm. But if uh, an artist of another nationality was with a way lower level of talent, but still having talent, yeah, they have the unicorn factor. Facts, where it's like, oh shit, look at who's doing it though. You you have to be great instead. Yeah, <laughs> like where others are just like good. Like I mean, Jack Harlow, no respect. He's just good. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. the barrier entry for you as a black artist, you have to be great, great. amazing. 
Um, you have to be doing something that has never been done before. Like, oh, we that that boy is amazing. He's doing this, that, you know. Yeah. He's <laughs> rapping while juggling. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you have to be amazing. <laughs> it's like you have to be amazing. Now, yeah, you definitely feel that pressure as a as a black artist. Yeah, I had said this to you uh, the other day. And it's like it's ironic that as a black artist in a historically black art form we're at a disadvantage that's crazy yeah how the fuck did that happen yeah but it that i mean that is you know what the landscape is and that not to sit here and bitch and moan about it you know it is what it is but it is something to observe and you know take note of like there's something i've noticed like i'm not bitter about it but i do see it you know and you it pushes you to be more yeah for sure but it's like I mean, I understand why it just sometimes it could get discouraging me is because it's like I'm pushing myself to be better whenever and the barrier entry for me is so, so high. Whenever I see a, a, a person that is not black, just skate in. Yeah. Or just like, oh, they just, you know, it's probably how people in the Bay Area felt when Sean got on. Yeah. It's like, oh, but shit. You, what's funny is when that type of thing happens, you see a lot of like the established black artists. They're the ones sometimes like yeah, co-signing. They're those. They're the yeah. ones. It's like they they're jumping, you know, breaking their neck to yeah. be put out there. Like, hey, I'm supporting. I I'll never forget when um when uh Kanye West he eventually had Jack Harlow on Donda Two. I think. Yeah, I did not listen to that fucking album. No, I don't way. think anybody. Nobody bought the stupid like buy that. a damn toy. Yeah. Um, but uh. And it's not knocking him. That's I don't not, want to say I think it's no a, hate. It's, it's a no, genius idea. No haters and, and I like what it. Him and I like what it represents. Off. It's along the lines of like you know things that Prince was doing yeah. to like get rights for artists and all. A hundred percent. I I full support of it. I just don't. I don't got. It's like hundred fifty dollars or something for that thing mm. or something. I'm not. I'm not. I'm sorry. Um, but his low. Low social media activ- activity having, you know, self literally went out of his way to post how good of a rapper Jack Harlow is. Mm. That boy can rap rap. Whoa. I have not seen you say this. Yeah. About, about your black counterpart. Uh, yeah. Not at all. Any Anybody that you that's came in. What drove you to go so far? This isn't even in your that's not even his wheelhouse. Social media on that level advertising for people that's not even things that he what the hell made him go so that that's how we generally are yeah i want to align myself with it you know like that's and we saw it like i'm not gonna name names with who who was doing it you know with you know artists like the one like like a crayon or you know like but there were artists just like trying to like hey i support them hey like it's like whoa chill out like where was that open support for for your counterparts and, and, the, you. and the other artists that were in her same position that looked just like you. Thank you. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's wild. That's crazy. Wild. But, you know. Yeah, we can jump off. <laughs> we can get jump, off of that. Yeah, we can jump off of it. Yeah, uh, the rebrand. I think that this is. I think hip hop has is a, a a genre filled with historical rebrands. Mm-hmm. Some good, some bad. Mm-hmm. I think we need to jump into that that because yeah. I think that there's some artists that <laughs> really bodied the rebrand, and then there's some artists that 
Yeah, like... And then there's some that need to rebrand. Oh, yes. Yes, there's power in the rebrand. There's power in and the rebrand. And they need to. They need to go back to the drawing board. Who's someone that... You gonna start with the drawing board? <laughs> Who's someone that needs the rebrand? I think we can all agree. Game! Game. <laughs> I think we can all agree. Game. Everything about... Chuck Taylor. <laughs> and I'm a game fan, but it's, it becomes really hard to be a game fan because... You know, the it's the actions that are, you know, entailed yeah. with, you know, with the artists. Like, this last rollout where you just created a, you know, a, a, a fake beef yeah. to kind of try to, you know, garner attention. And you made the very lackluster uh, diss track. And then the, the, the album in itself was very tone deaf to everything that music is now. Where you have a 31 track album, um, this is supposed to be like your magnum opus, but you out of 31 tracks, only eight of them aren't feature heavy. Uh, I don't. I mean, I want to break down his project, but I want to get into the person first, and then we can go. Project. Right, and but, but what I'm what I'm yeah, getting yeah, at yeah. is that we have a person who has been, he has had success doing these things mm. for a time, but the. Not only has the landscape changed, he's only gotten older. You know, he's yeah. in his forties. He's talking in his forties. Same, these same kinds of things. Talking about like, blood. Yeah, and it's like this is what the this is what needing a rebrand looks like. Yeah. You, know, you can go on the opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, uh, Joe Button, mm-hmm. who always had a he was I guess he was after his major hit was kind of bracketed into more of a niche not underground he was still known but it was like more of a niche category in hip-hop yeah the straight lyrical kind of and eventually he started seeing you know he could see the climbing he's he's really good at reading the climbing yeah and making moves accordingly and so he translated into the the hosting thing mm-hmm. um with the with the Everyday struggle. Yeah. And then he translated from that to the podcast thing. And then like even I think the I think he retired from rap on everyday struggle. Yeah. And he saw the fruitfulness in translating his, you know, his rebranding himself as a media personality. Yeah. And saw crazy, crazy yield from that. Like completely elevated his celebrity and his income his all his ownership level his uh, way higher than what it had ever been as an artist from that rebrand but that rebrand required that he had that time as an artist we wouldn't have been tuning into joe button had he not you know paved the way as that artist and had those stories from the industry and had the you know so he needed that but then he understood when it was time to rebrand yeah yeah, it, it it Joe Budden is probably one of the best examples. Oh yeah, and um, I think the thing that Joe Budden had that I think uh, that Mr. Game, I don't know his his, his real name, Jason Taylor. Jason Taylor. I'm a game fan. Me too. <laughs> is I think Joe Budden had an ego death. Yeah, like he came to a realization where it's like, hey. All this stuff is fake. Yeah. And I think it it happened at some point at, in between the, the the big hit that he had with Pump Pump It Up. 
then the fall off, and then you know, death of, you know, slaughterhouse, death of slaughterhouse, mm-hmm. and then him sliding into his career as a as a media personality. Yeah. Where in between those points, where he seemed to have discovered his true personality and who he wanted to be going forward, yeah. and I think that he became an actual person and not a character. There you go. And I think that uh, Jason Taylor, well, game is still out here active as a character when he needs to be Jason Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. And it's time where I feel like all artists that are really, really good, and it's not saying that he needs to step away from rap, but I feel like all artists who really are really, really good, who really give us something to just like feed off, uh, feed off of and grow on and, and for us to digest artistically, um, they go through that process where they let their ego go. Yes. They're, they're, they're no longer egotistical. They start giving us the, the real experiences that they're having in life. Like, Game is a 40-something-year-old um, gang member yeah, who, have, who has all these stories that he can paint for us and all these true realities that he can paint for us. Instead, he, it seems like he just glamorizes this stuff, even though it looks like he's, he's declining. Yeah, he, he's he's well, declining before. Like. He, it, well, he's de, he he's declining before our very eyes. Yeah, we're seeing you're, as we're a person who's decline. been a who's as a person who's been a fan since probably the you know the documentary. Yeah, to now he's declined. He should be celebrating his legacy praise. Um, and and the problem with that is that because and, and it kind of loops back around to our whole talks about ego and humbleness mm-hmm. is that he is the exact opposite. He thinks that he's earned all these things that he's talking about yeah. and he hasn't. Yeah, you you haven't, sir. I'm yeah. sorry. And he's he's earned a lot of things. He, he has he, he has a he's a least, legend. He's a legend. He's, yeah, he has at least one classic classic album. Yeah, some would argue too. Um, he has at least one though. Uh, which a lot of artists don't have yeah. that, you know, to their name in the hip hop community. He's, you know, done crazy numbers. He's multi-platinum. He's, you know, he's all of those things, all of those uh, accomplishments. He's got them. Um, it's just weird that like right now you see a different end of it where it's like, like he just released dramatic and there was a mad hype around it for a long time. He, created the buzz through the, you know, the whole beef and all that stuff. And you saw, you know, I'm not a numbers guy like that. But when there's a massive projects, major projects that have all these names involved and all that, when they do, when they do numbers, you know, like his, I think he did like some like, they projected like 18,000 the first week or something, which is great for an indie um, but not great for a former platinum, you know, selling artist that was, you know, a headliner. Uh, it's just like maybe in this in this field, you've now overstayed your welcome. Like the the people, they're not responding to this from you yeah. anymore. Maybe, and I'm not saying, like you said, I'm not saying he shouldn't make. Music, maybe his music should be of a different direction. Like it needs saw, to be deeper. It needs to be deeper than yeah, what it's he's... Not, none of this, no more surface level yeah, music. That, yeah. That is just like, you're, you're, you're a lyricist. Like, you show us whenever you do these freestyles that you're a lyricist. Yeah. But then you get on your albums and give us these surface level projects yeah, yeah. where you've been talking about the same 
things for the past maybe four years. Yeah. And I, or maybe longer. five, like yeah. longer. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, no, yeah. the same if for you to be mentioned for you, for you, for you as a person who wants to be mentioned with the Nas's, the Jay-Z's, mm-hmm. the M&M's. Gotta go deeper. You gotta go deeper. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to like show us something that like we've seen all of this from you. It's not about who you have featured on the track and who you have producing it. You got Hit Boy producing. This is he Hit Boy. He yells Hit Boy hit, every single time he, he can. Right. Yeah. And this is Hit Boy's, his, his, like his most highest yielding season. Hit Boy is the producer right now. You got Hit Boy producing the whole thing. You got all the names on your, you know, all throughout your record. And it's not yielding anything that has to show you that there's something wrong with the art now. Yeah. Not your lyrical ability. You can rap. Like, you can rap. It's not that. It's just you got to do something different. It's time to rebrand. Mm. It's time to rebrand. Yeah. Just maybe get wiser. Maybe show us the downside of all of this shit that you keep talking about in the streets. All this, like, quit fucking promoting it and making it sound cool and shit. And you don't want to hear that from a 42 year old guy <laughs> about how, you know, you're, you're hard because you, you know, you banged out off of this street or did all, you know, like, and I'm not, I'm not like disrespecting any of that. Culture. Yeah. That it's what I'm saying. It's just like, We've, you're not that person that people want to hear that shit from anymore. Yeah, he he needs to step away. Whenever he said he was retiring, he should have retired. I thought that that's where you were going to see his rebrand. Yeah, I think the way when he said I'm going to retire, because sometimes whenever you're truly an artist, you do need to step away. Yeah, you do need to step away. You do need to find clarity. Yeah, you do need to uh, refocus and find your center. Yeah, because it's like man, you you you're not giving us nothing. You're the OG. Yeah. There You're you not go. giving us anything. It's required from the OG. He, he, like all these people that are your elder state, statesmen. You know what game is? You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of the OG who's still trying to be cool with all the young cats. Yeah, exactly. He's still trying to dress like the young cats. Exactly. He's still wearing a damn whatever the popular brand is. I, I don't want to shame Balenciaga, but he's trying to wear the Balenciaga shit. Yeah. He's got the damn um, tight ass Versace shirt on. Tucked in with the belt showing like that's how he's that's how he feels that's how his aura feels on this music. He feels like one of those cats. It was like, bro, we need the OG. The, the 40, the 40 year old that's in City Nights. Bro, yes. Like, what yeah. is that guy doing here? <laughs> You're not giving us the look. owner. You got tattoos on your fucking face, bro. It's like, bro, you know, Jay-Z. What was beautiful about Jay Z, and it's like he had several rebrands. Yes, it's like whenever he's like, "Oh man, I, I don't wear ice no more. I do this." Da, yeah, da, da, da. And yeah. He was telling us like how how he matured and how he's grown, and it just not we're just not getting that from him. That's one thing about Jay Z; he is a rebrand king. He is and the all, rebrand goat. His rebrands always involve growth. It's yeah. always about like a higher thinking, and it it comes in phases, like you said. It it's it went from. Like not messing with certain brands and and then it like it like yeah. self owning and then next thing you know he's like damn near a financial guru like yeah. dropping all these gems about you know things that like black people need to invest in and reshaping the way we think about wealth and like it's there's tears to his rebranding yeah. and it's always about it's always centered around growth when you're as big as his game 
your image sells records. Yeah. Your per- personality sells records. So if you're just the the walking fuckboy billboard it's, and it just it gets corny it and is, it's not, and it's going to translate over it, to yourself and weird, that's what happened. It's weird that a like a bully a kind of a a, a bully rapper cuz he's kind of a bully rapper can yeah. just be like categorized as corny but he's like that, he is. one of those that gets yeah. categorized as corny um because that's not what we on right now right funny enough with his uh as we're talking about rebranding uh his nemesis which is weird that you know beefs last this long nemesis um, who's that 50, 50 cent, cent. Oh, 50 cent is a he's a rebrand king yes he is like he understood after a point that his stay in the music realm was no longer going it could no longer be his primary claim to fame no way after a point he's like oh it's time to and he started it with the acting yeah it was the acting it was him him diving into movies and then he expanded on that and now he's gonna he's getting like credits in the you know production next thing you know shows are becoming his show there's there's no way in 20 22 that rappers really think that your primary source of income is going to come from music from music no it's it's not there's no way it's not it can be there's your, no way you can believe that it can be your gateway in there's there's so many ways that they've shown you that 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 can't be it doesn't yeah whether that's streaming you and paying you zero 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 point point one two cent per per stream yeah per per a hundred thousand streams like there's so many ways that you have to know that this can't be your primary source of income. Right. And you have to branch off. You now have to use your likeness to get a different bag and get another right. bag. Yeah, there's no way that you, like, game, you know better. These And these are the artists that have um, more, more, like, vision, I guess, mm-hmm. or, like, are just or more attentive to the climate. Um they they generally start you see them start make the moves like yeah. subtle moves and and switching over away from just being primarily a, a rapper or primarily a singer or primarily a, you know like it's like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna dabble in this until dabbling becomes like oh shit all of a sudden you know now yeah like Fifty Cent is like he's like looked at like a show like he's like the the hood version of uh, I don't want to say the hood version let me. He, eradicate that yeah. he's like um he he reminds me of what's the dude's name you see on all the law and uh dick wolf yeah uh like he's, his name pops up on all these shows producing of all these shows, shows like yeah. that's become what he's defined as that's that is the definition of a rebrand yeah um rebrand can mean change in genre but it can also mean just change in your whole field you know yeah like your image, your whole image, like what yeah. you're, you know, and not to say that you should sacrifice your authenticity, but like not nothing like that. But it's like, um, as now, how often do artists get the chance to rebrand in terms of just within the music? <laughs> if we're talking black artists, <laughs> never. not at all. Right? <laughs> it's like you're never. held to like <laughs> the very first thing that you said on record. Yeah, motherfuckers hold you to that. Yep, if that's the good. way they found you and loved you at. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to see you change that at all. And the other, and the you other have to fight. Do- but you know what? Because I don't want to discourage artists for doing this. Yeah, you have to fight through it. 
you got to know that you're going to sacrifice this for that. Yep. You're going to sacrifice. You might s- sacrifice monetary gain for for gaining authenticity mm-hmm. or, or becoming true to yourself mm-hmm. and finding the peace. And I, I think that because I, I don't want to discourage anybody who's really an artist from saying, hey, you know what, maybe I don't want to make gangster rap music. Maybe I want to make, you know, music that had a vibe to yeah. it that people can play in parties. Yeah. It, it, like, I don't want people to be discouraged away from that whenever we say that black people or black artists never get to um, transition to a different genre. Yeah. But when we think about it, <laughs> we think of like Nelly making country music or we yeah. think about... Um, I know who else tried to do it. K. Michelle uh, trying to make a whole country country sound country yeah. sounding music. Yeah, I think only part of the successes I can think of is maybe Kanye making a, a, a semi gospel album or because it, because gospel is along the same demographic. Oh, okay. Motherfuckers, yeah. oh, motherfuckers oh, 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 go from Saturday yeah. they go from the club to the church on Sunday. <laughs> Facts. Motherfuckers <laughs> listen to that's the same demographic. Yeah, it is. But like. When you're, uh, when you leave your, or when you pursue a a different genre as an artist, you're in a sense you're kind of putting your your fan base or your demographic that you know fucks with you. You're kind of putting them on hold to go pursue another one. Yeah. In in a lot of instances, in in with black artists, you know, like when you, when you're Nelly. You put this, you know, on hold to go pursue that. Um, yeah. The country, you're unless you were planning on making nothing but country music from that point, which that genre that or that demographic wouldn't have taken to you past just a little bit. You know, it's, yeah. it's cool that you dabbled in this, but you know, you're not a country artist. They don't. They're not gonna sit here and listen to a bunch of country music from Nelly. Yeah. On the flip side, even now, though that could be something that he grew up listening, listening to, to something that he very, actually loves, right? Something that's near and dear to them, because, well, I mean, not to even get into the racial bag, but like in certain parts of the country, people don't really believe that black people listen to country music. Oh no, it's very, yeah. it's very common that black people do. Like, yeah. like it's not, it's not an uncommon thing, especially in certain parts of the country. Like, yeah. Um, but then when he, when Anelli does that, when he tries to come back. To this original fan, <laughs> Nellyville. <laughs> yeah, they're they're <laughs> like they have a side eye with him. People receive him differently. He's not gonna be held in the same esteem as when he was primarily that. And you know the other demographic, they they're not just they weren't open arms with it. They dabbled in it and then they moved on. Um, so with a uh, with a. Uh, with a black artist, it's not as easy because, like, other artists or other artists of other demographics, yeah. they have the ability because, especially because we're so welcoming, and again, we're so infatuated with the eye, the idea of the unicorn mm-hmm. of another, you know, demographic like doing the black thing. We love that so much that we just we let them in, yeah, and we support it and we prop it up like the Kanye post. We prop it up. And then they have access to the other demographic, so they <laughs> yeah. can build up their their fan base yeah. and their their clout, and then they can jump into the other demographic yeah. and have complete success. Start naming names, 
MG- there's only two there's only two names post malone and mgk mgk yeah. is for me the biggest example because okay. it's unapologetic it is like he's a hip-hop artist he raps it's all rap mm-hmm. and then the and literally after the eminem beef which is like the apex or the or the, i'm sorry like the like the 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 nexus point of his rap Career, you know, career yeah. is when his name was ringing the most for. <laughs> he is like, boom! Now's the time. I'm a punk artist. I make alternative, and I guilty pleasure. I actually really like. Put his the camera on him. <laughs> it, he's he's better at alternative. He's far. Be- he was never a standout rapper to me. He was never yeah, bad. I agree. He was he never bad. a standout rapper to me. But his alternative, me, I was like. No, this is the music you should have been making from the start. This yeah. is authentically the music that, you know. That you actually love. That that's you, true, to your, right, true to yourself. And you, can, you can tell, but it's like he had that ability to translate this level. Like you build up to this point in hip-hop, moved over, kept going up. Everyone doesn't have that ability. No. Everyone doesn't. Everyone can't, you know. Like, I don't know. A lot of people said about Post Malone, but I think that Post Malone is... I don't know. I feel like he's still the same genre he was. I think that we just he's making country music. Oh, does he make country now? Yeah, he was. He didn't. He didn't switch over, but he was dabbling in country. In country. Music. Yeah. I mean, but he's his his style is always like you could tell. Like he's this is someone who grew up listening to Bob Dylan and yeah, and like like it's it's not so far fetched. But we're like still giving him straight the, up. We're still giving him the benefit of the doubt. That, oh yeah, that I mean yeah. that the the benefit of being able to cross over, cross over and yeah. not holding to him and say, "Hey, no, you you started in hip hop. You need to stay, stay there, Mister. Right? Don't get out that seat. You right. have to keep collabing with Quavo and them. <laughs> right? No, right. no, no, no. Don't you ever, don't go over there with Woody with Woody Allen and uh, I mean not Woody Allen. Sorry, that's the the the, the, the director, the weird the, guy. But what is his name? Woody Harrelson. Yeah. If he's still alive, rest in peace. I don't know. Yeah, he's still alive. Okay, you can't go over there with Woody Harrelson or whatever and and play country and play little uh, little folk songs and stuff. Yeah. Nope, yeah. nope. Stay right here and rap. Yeah. Nobody's doing that to him. Yeah. And I think that's one of the points of it all. Is like. I'm pretty sure there's rappers that are like, man, I, I grew up listening to country music or I grew up listening to rock music. I want to yeah. go make that shit. Like, even if you look at the projects that where rappers have crossed over and did some of that stuff, mm-hmm. they weren't received well or they weren't looked at as like legitimate. Oh, that wasn't a legitimate like rock album. Lil, like Little Lil Wayne, Wayne yeah. Rebirth. <laughs> yeah. Rebirth was received so poorly. And it's the <laughs> irony in it is that it birthed so much. From that point, like yeah. that whole alternative hip hop sound, and so people weren't doing that before. Lil Wayne, as a straight up rapper, yeah, the the rapper said number one guy. At that he time. was the number one guy, and said, "I'm gonna do something a complete different genre," and made a straight up alternative album. And yeah, people were like, "Ugh, ugh, ugh." They weren't, but then it's what like, "What's he doing? What's he doing?" Right, and then but look what it it created a whole we wouldn't i i personally feel like we, no rebirth we wouldn't be talking about a trippy red nope because that's the exact genre that we wouldn't was, not be talking about a little uzi vert yeah exactly yep. and these guys are you know they're bracketed Young as thug, just rappers but they're not just rappers like yeah. so yeah no that's uh and and it shouldn't be that way you nope. know for anybody if you uh if you decide to 
you know, expand your horizons and dabble in another genre. And, you know, like art is it's expression and yep. it's a, of the moment, you know, how I feel in this moment. And I express it and that's what it comes out as. And in the very next moment, I could feel a different way. And my expression is going to be a, di a different, you know, as people, you, we shouldn't be so set in, oh, they that's who they are. And that's who they have to stay. I want them to only make this or only, you know, go in that same direction Like we shouldn't. Yeah. Post Malone should be allowed to dabble in another genre, uh, another genre and have and have success. MGK should be able to dabble in another genre and have success. But also, also, you know, a, a black artist should be able to do the same thing and also, you know, not just be like ostracized by his yeah. original fan, fan base. base. Like, and, and not have to try and prove their, their worthiness or, right. or you know, like they don't, they shouldn't have that thing where their uh, validity is being questioned. Yeah. Too. Like, are you really a rock artist? Yeah. Are you like, you're not really a purist or you like, you shouldn't be getting side eye. Yeah. Like you're automatically a poser. Cause yeah. you started out one thing. Like uh, talk to, talk to a person, you know, today and then talk to them a few years from now and see if they're the same person. That's, no, that's not how that works. Like nope. people change, people grow, people evolve. Like it's so, a constant. Yeah, it's a and constant. if then when they stop, that's what's weird. Yeah, that's which that's when it looks like the game thing. Yep, it's like you haven't changed at all. Literally like, stayed the same. Every thing. even your fan base Decades. has kind of grown out of that, and it's like you're still talking about it. Man. Uh, you know, so yeah, that's a uh, facts. Any any positive affirmations on the way out? On the way out the door, leave them with something. Uh, uh, something I was thinking about, um, before about just being patient with yourself. It's just like, sometimes it's just so hard to really be patient with yourself. We hold ourselves to these standards. Um, and it's not like the way society is set up. It's not a help to that. You know, we only see perfection out of everyone. Everyone is exactly who they say they are. They never fuck up. They never slip or stumble. <laughs> they never, like, everything is picture perfect yeah. all the time. And that's what we see all the time. So when we fuck up, when we stumble, when we do things that are against our system of morals, or we, like, we, when we display the traits of humanity, because we're human beings, we're so hard on ourselves, like, and we should hold ourselves accountable. Don't get that twisted. Yeah. But we should also understand that, you know, we're constantly growing. We're learning until we die. Mm -hmm. We're figuring our way through this. There's no, there's no, no, uh, no manual on how to get through this and become who you're going to be next year. And then who, who you're going to be the following year and the following decade. And there's no, so you're, you're really out there, you know, Facing a lot in the dark, finding your way. So having that patience with yourself. Yeah, you might have screwed up and got set back. Or yeah, maybe you've taken longer than you assumed you should take um, to do this, uh, achieve this goal. Um, or maybe your, your whole thinking shifted and now you wanted to do this and now you want to do this. Like, we shouldn't be made to feel guilty um, because we're not 
just moving seamlessly uh, as as human beings. We're human beings, and we're just all trying to figure this thing out. So um, it's important that just be patient with yourself. It's you're gonna screw up. You're gonna you're gonna change your mind. You're gonna you, you know you're not just gonna be sure of everything and and flawless. And you're gonna hurt people, and you're gonna get hurt. You're gonna be you're gonna look at things that you said and you're like how could I be so dumb? Mm-hmm. And then like, how could I be so cruel? How could I be so selfish? How could I be so <sighs> take it, learn from it, be better from it. But don't like, don't let those things define you and hold you back and make you feel like you're less than just be patient with yourself. You're just growing. You're just learning. You're just becoming who you're going to be. Man, that was a word. That was the word. Man, he even said in the smooth Jared voice. <laughs> <laughs> um man i was no no for real i was fully engulfed in the word man it, it, it was that that felt that hit home thank you um i don't even know what to leave y'all with but other than um just continue to love on yourself yeah that's all that's all you can do um i mean and um don't feel bad for for extending um barriers and, and borders to certain energies like, don't feel bad about it because at the end of the day, you have to protect yourself. You got to protect your heart um, and also know how to let people in. That I mean, you can't always shut people out. Um, and that's all I that's all I got to leave me with, especially after that sermon, sermon, especially after that sermon. Short but sweet. Yeah. Very big thing. Boundaries. Yeah vulnerability yes. oh yes it's just like uh what's her name mrs miss uh mrs uh what's, what's her name mrs incredible not mrs incredible what's the lady from the fantastic four who puts up the little the little susan force field? storm yeah uh, susan storm yeah puts up the force fields you don't yeah. when to when to put them up and deny mm-hmm. access and knowing when to take them down and, and pull the people in and keys yep well once again this has been a episode of the humble loser podcast i am one of your hosts bb hendrix hey thurston Until next time, people, stay woke, stay up. Let's get it. Like vegan, avoid the beefing. Hatred devoid of reason. Tune on the mount, I run my routes and just ignore the defense. Heathen, but morals decent. Peasant with royal features. Never stray from the script, I stick as if my soul adhesive. Intelligence does heaven sense, but I can show you demons. 